Rise before the sun It's that time of year Load up my gun Put on my gear. Welcome back to another episode today We've got a great guy He's a lifetime outdoorsman And he's currently a product marketing for True Glow and Apex I met him after my elk hunt and he was actually going elk hunting in the same territory and and instantly connected and i knew that he was going to have a big time because uh it was definitely a challenge in the area we were at public land but uh and even after that we've we've been connected and just getting to know this guy has been a pleasure and uh, so i'd like to introduce today and, and welcome plenty gale hey plenty how's it going man Hey, going well. Thanks for having me on. You're just yeah, mentioning how we met. I, I think it's kind of funny thinking back to we were in a, what was it, like a Holiday Inn or something in yeah, Idaho. And yeah. I was just rolling in with my clean suitcase and clean boots ready to go. And you were standing there just still wearing your camo and <laughs> fresh blood and fresh thoughts on your mind and ready to show me every phone picture. And man, you got yeah. me pumped up and excited. Man, I, I was excited, and I know the the weather changed between when I came off the mountain and when you got there, and and uh, but I know it was an adventure because uh, I know I got a few photos from Mister Ken, who uh, we both had the pleasure of going with, and uh, mm-hmm. but it was it was a blast. But uh, so uh, between now and then, and and uh, uh, what what's going on good in your world, and and what did I miss uh, just about you in general? Well, man, it's, I obviously stay busy with, with Apex Gear, doing a lot of marketing stuff for um, archery and just outdoor stuff in general, but I try to pass any other free time I've got enjoying the outdoors. So for me, that's a little bit of hiking, a little bit of camping. Um, growing up in Texas, man, whitetail hunting is a big deal. So obviously getting out, doing some of that. Uh, got a couple deer on the ground this fall, but mostly just trying to enjoy every bit of it that I can awesome awesome man yeah so how did you get involved in the outdoors how did it you know you grew up doing all this stuff but but how did you really get involved how did you get interested in it and and maybe even you know who got you in there but but even how did you turn this into a career i know a lot of people would love to be in the outdoor industry uh, but how did you not only get involved but how did you get into doing this as your as your job as your as your life if you will yeah, lots, lots of great questions there. And it's always a, it, it, it's ever changing. But I think it, it goes back to, man, when I was 11 years old, my dad took me dove hunting in North Texas. And, you know, it's just sit around a pond, wait for the doves to come in at night and just try to hit them with a 20 gauge. So nothing yeah. too fancy. It was a great introduction to hunting because especially, man, as a kid, because you don't have to be quiet. You don't have to worry about scent. You can just go out, be safe, enjoy it, have a lot of fun. Um, And that's where the passion really started. And then several years later, uh, my uncle's over in Mississippi has a bunch of timberland over there for like pulpwood stuff. And he invited us to deer hunt. And it was, you know, southern box blind sitting over a food plot sort of stuff. But I I got super excited about it. And that's kind of what sparked the passion. Um, and then I didn't get diehard into it for years later. And in college, I kind of studied graphic design and marketing. And so I was building that skill set. 
And out of school, I worked for a couple marketing agencies that did stuff for restaurants and then um, a group that did a lot of stuff for PepsiCo and Frito-Lay. And so I got to work on some really cool national campaigns, but ultimately success was measured by your ability to convince shopper mom to buy sugar water. And <laughs> that just didn't sit right with me and, and it, it bothered me. And so I, I went full the other route, bailed out of that, went and started doing marketing stuff for nonprofit. And then from there, you can only go so far in that. And so I was really just looking at what my passions are. And during that whole time, I had been hunting, fishing, camping, um, and, and even way before that, I was in Boy Scouts, I'm an Eagle Scout, and had been to Philmont and done all that. And I was like, well, I really want to make my skills work for something in the outdoor industry in some way. Um, and then got hooked up with True Glow and Apex Gear, and that's kind of been that. And one thing about working in the outdoor industry um, that anybody who who wants to go there kind of needs to know is because you're working on essentially passion projects and turning it into a career, you're always going to be doing the job of about three people. But I think it's like anything in the outdoors and in fitness, the more you're willing to work hard, the more you can get out of it. And so if you're okay with saying, you know what, this is a job that doesn't really exist anywhere else. And it's kind of like two and a half people's job, but I'm just going to, you know, take a big bite out of it and go for it. Then you can make it work. And, you know, things aren't perfect, but there's some really cool opportunities by being able to just align a passion with a vocation and just have, have possibilities that are really cool for future employment and current employment. So, I love it, man. And what I love most about my job is just thinking about things differently and inspiring people. So we have products from entry level on up. So with our customers, there's a lot of people who are just getting into this stuff and you can really watch that passion ignite in people. And that's super exciting. Um, but then there's also people who are experts that you get to talk to and you're always learning, learning new stuff. Man. And I think in that little summary right there, you can kind of figure out why. Um, I've, when I met Plenty and even after getting to hang out with him a little bit after why I am a fan of him and why I enjoy him so much is because, one, uh, just the integrity part of, you know, like can't sell sugar water and, and feel good. Like, I mean, just that integrity of you can't go against uh, what you, your own nature, which I love that about you. And, and then also just the fact that you're – you're taking something you're passionate about and you're sharing it, but you're also helping other people. And that's what we're all about here is just trying to help others be healthier, be better, get outdoors more. And, and no matter where you are in that walk. And I think that is awesome. Just kind of summarizes uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, not only Mr. Ken really bragged about you on before I ever met you, but also some of the things that, that we were, that we were talking about, you know, in the hotel and even since. So it's been a, it's been a blast just to get to know you for that. But that was awesome. Um, you know, and we went to Idaho, we both went to Idaho and, and we hunted in the mountains and it was a, it was a crazy time. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how did you prepare for that? And how does your fitness and, and nutrition, how do you normally do that on a daily basis just to stay healthy and fit? Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely no paragon of fitness, and and so for me, a lot of it was honestly a, a little bit fear based. It was I was 
I mean, I'm a total flatlander down here in North Texas. And so I realized, wow, I'm going to be hiking up in the mountains, uh, really pushing things hard. And I want to enjoy this as much as possible. And if I'm just huffing wind and catching up the whole time, it's not going to be enjoyable and it's not going to be successful. And so it was that kind of fear and that aspiration, the combination of those that really motivated me. And again, I, I'm, I'm not the best at training, but I tried to do reasonable steps just to, uh, just to get me in a little bit better condition so I can enjoy it more. So a lot of that was um, just backpacking. Um, so throughout the summer, whenever I was checking trail cameras around here, I'd go out on National Forest Service land in North Texas, hike in about a mile and a half to check one of my cameras. But every time I did that, I would make a point to carry my tree stand or throw some plate weights in my pack just so when I was hiking around, I wasn't just putting miles on my boots, but I was actually getting used to carrying weight in a pack because I don't think there's anything, at least from my experience, that's quite the same as carrying weight in a pack. So I wanted to make sure to get that experience. Um, also did a little bit of backpacking. I was in Idaho actually in July, um, about 50 miles from where we were, um, did a little hike on the Alice Lake, Toxaway Lake loop trail with some buddies out of Utah. And so that was a great way to just enjoy it at a more casual, relaxed pace where you're just kind of enjoying the scenery, but you're still getting miles on the boots. Um, you're still making progress. And so it was combining that with just running as much as I could and trying to be reasonable with my diet. Now, there was probably a lot of things that I could have learned, should have learned and taken into account in terms of dieting. Um, I just tried to be eating a little less Whataburger and a little bit more vegetables while putting some miles on the boots. Nice. I mean, and that's one of the big things is, is just the fact that you're, you know, you broke into, like you said, almost in a casual manner instead of, I guess, waiting to the last minute, uh, you know, and that prep ahead of time is, is key. And, you know, and, 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 and you make your, probably whether you know consciously or unconsciously you're making better choices whenever you're starting to hike you're starting to do things you're probably gonna think well you know maybe i don't want to eat that twinkie you know you're gonna go go for something a little healthier um and that's great i mean i think it's some of the best advice that we can have is just those small steps doing something small where you are i mean you know we're both living pretty close to sea level but then we wound up being nine thousand feet above sea level chasing elk and um and and hoping to have mr ken on here but this guy i'm telling you mr ken is i i don't know how old he is but he is older than plenty and i both and i hunted with him for a week and then i know plenty hunted with him for a week week? thor has joined the podcast over here hey thor uh, what's going on so um it's yeah we, we're out for this coronavirus and, and everybody's doing their own thing so uh thor has joined us but he uh thor has actually enjoyed the elk that we got in idaho but uh back to mr ken mr ken like he uh you can speak about two plenty but i know that you all had a week in the mountains and i know mr ken probably never once complained or even slowed down and that was after being out there with you know i'd been with him for a week and you were with him for a week and then he spent like the next two months out there or something and it's crazy but you know he himself would just be in good shape and good health and i think that was one of those things where 
um, just being out in the outdoors is really good for us just because, I mean, it's, you know, it's refreshing. It's like you, you feel stronger and better every time you do something. Definitely. Yeah. Ken, Ken is a firecracker. That's, that's the best way I can describe him. And, and it's the, he's the epitome of the energy that you need to bring in it into things, but also optimism and curiosity. I think those are two really inspirational things that, that I feel like I have a bit of, but then hiking and camping with him really encouraged me in that way and brought out the best. And it's that curiosity to say, well, what is beyond the next ridge? You know, I'm comfortable here. And yeah, we can sit here in glass all day. But if you're not curious about what is beyond, you need something to motivate you and push you forward. And if you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and accept that challenge, that curiosity uh, just turns into an amazing adventure. And I think ultimately is the key to success. And then I don't think I ever heard him complain once. So, yeah, we knew it was cold. <laughs> we knew we were tired. But I think if you're ever focusing on your discomfort and uh, just things to complain about, then you're not making forward progress. You're looking back. And that kind of ties in with that curiosity of looking over the next ridge. You got to be looking forward throughout this whole thing. So that was super inspirational and I think really important in both hunting success and in fitness in general. That's exactly the the whole thing is just it's it you know like you said it's getting better it's getting better and it's just doing doing the best you can with what you have and uh, like you said you know it's just I mean pushing forward and always going forward and I think right now is a perfect example because we're in this crazy time we've got this everybody's quarantined everybody's complaining about you know they there's no toilet paper that you know you can't go to the store you can't get out and do anything but um, you know, in this time, I think it's one of those things where you can almost take joy in the misery of, you know, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be at home for two weeks. Uh, my kids probably would much rather me be at home than be at work. And I you know I can take this opportunity to do some projects around the house, whatever it may be, instead of, of this, you know, oh, woe is me. My cell phone's not working. My internet's slow because everybody else is on the internet, whatever. Um, and, and that's one of those things I think even when we're in the outdoors, like you said, it's just like, oh, what's on the next ridge? What can we push? What can we do? And it's just challenging ourselves. And I think just, you know, in daily things, whether it be mental or physical, it's a great way to challenge ourselves and get better. Yeah. And man, right now, while people are stuck at home or maybe people are still going to work or working remotely or just ultimately, I think a lot of people are just dealing with wow, my schedule is different. My structure is breaking down or changing instead of letting that be a disappointment or a unmotivating factor in life. Let it be an opportunity for saying, well, how can I address things differently? How can I work remotely, but then also take some time to, you know, I'm, if I'm stuck at home, let me go for a run. Let me go for a hike. Let me go explore. Let me knock out some projects. Let me in, invest in myself and the relationships around me. Let me call up a buddy just to get those good habits kind of restarted. And, and again, I'm not the best at doing this by any means. And I'm speaking to myself here, but I think it's a great opportunity to look at the world a little bit differently, to be curious and to be motivated to make things a little bit better. Exactly. And I think that, you know, we, we have a great opportunity to just to overcome the obstacles and the challenges and just, I mean, instead of your commute right now, you've got, you've got an extra five or 10 minutes. You can just 
get outside and take a walk or, you know, do a hundred pushups or something, whatever it may be, just exercise and get a little bit better. Yeah. And, and I think a really good motivating factor too, uh, especially when everybody's here practicing social distancing and uh, in general, I think we're so connected with social media, yet we're still so unconnected with people. It's a good way to kind of key in those relationships and try to be a little bit more accountable with each other. So you mentioned a hundred pushups and it, it reminded me, so I'm in a group me, I'm sorry, not group me, a WhatsApp group with some of my buddies. And one guy lives over in Fort Worth. Another guy lives close to you in middle Tennessee. And we're just connected on that group. And in that group, we're saying, Hey, we've got a standing goal to do a hundred pushups a day. Doesn't matter if you do them five at a time, do them all at once. Just by the end of the day, before you go to bed, do a hundred pushups. And so it was a good reminder that you can network and connect with other people just to help keep you accountable and keep motivated when you would otherwise be stuck at home, not doing a lot of this stuff, not pushing forward. It's a great opportunity to kind of kickstart that. Exactly. We can connect with other people uh, through the magic of the internet, like we are right here, but we can also, you know, connect with nature, you know, that social distancing. Hey, <laughs> there's nothing better than getting outside. You know I mean? If, if someone is sick and you're inside, uh, you know, I, I've worked in some nursing homes and things like that. And I've seen, one person gets sick and everybody gets sick because you're circling the same area, but you get outside, somebody coughs, you know, that cough is going to go in into this great vast wilderness instead of getting circulated in the same room. And so I think getting outside is a great thing. Um, and speaking of getting outside, let's, I want, I want to kind of get some of your tips and some of your advice on how you would encourage and how you may share your love of the outdoors with others whether it be kids or you know people you work with or people that you just meet through uh through organizations how do you share your love of the outdoors and get others out there with you yeah great question because I, I know living in the city here there's a lot of people who don't really get out and enjoy it nearly as much as they should in my opinion but they're not necessarily against hunting or fishing or camping they just don't make it a priority and so I think it's really important to share those things. Um, now, the, the path where I kind of came up into hunting and the outdoors, it, it started in a very traditional way. I think it was my dad who inspired me. I think that's very common. It's probably how most men got into this. Um, then Boy Scouts played a role in that. But I think it's really important to invite other people. And I don't have any kids, but if I have a friend who's interested in the outdoors, I'll, I'll say, hey, invite your son along. I've got a 1022. Let's just set up some pop cans and just shoot those and get him interested in that and get him comfortable with shooting safely. And so he gets to experience that. And maybe we'll go for a little hike, stuff like that. Now I found hiking to be a great way to introduce people into just getting used to spending time outside. Because once you get used to spending time out there, get used to, you know, putting boots on a trail and the mild discomforts and then the victories. And once you get used to that, I think then camping or hiking or running or mountain biking or fishing or, you know, bow hunting, whatever it is, it becomes one step easier because you're not intimidated at all by spending time outside on a trail or in the woods. So I'd say it's a great opportunity for if you've got a buddy and you've got a couple hours free on a Saturday or whatever, just say, hey, there's a six mile trail. That's a super easy distance to do in just a couple hours. Let's go out and do that just to 
get away from things, spend some time outside. Let's catch up. Let's hit the trail. And then, you know, then you can push that to 10 miles the next day, 12 miles the next, well, not the next day, but the next time you go out and gradually you're doing more and more of that. And it also piques your curiosity to invite people to do other things. Maybe it's shooting, maybe it's fishing, maybe it's bow hunting, but I think hiking and just spending time out there is a great way to start that passion. No, I love that because even if you're in the city, you know, there are green spaces and there are places where you can just go for that walk. And it's like, like we talked about earlier, you start where you are and you start out something simple, something very basic, something that anybody can do, whether, you know, if, if it's a kid and, or, or uh, if, if it's an adult, hey, let's go for a walk. And I, I love that because there you're introducing the nature, you're introducing the health and fitness side, and you're just getting everybody involved and you meet them where they are, no matter where they are. And that's that I think that is a really important key to not only getting people involved in the outdoors, but just getting people involved in, in their health and fitness and taking taking their own responsibility for it. Yeah, and then there's other opportunities as well that that may not be directly related to the outdoors. So one example near me, um, Texas Archery Academy, kind of giving them a shout out, is a really cool group that has a few facilities that their whole message is just, and they have a couple billboards, and it's learn how to shoot a bow. So it doesn't matter if you're six years old or 50 years old, it's just come learn how to shoot a bow. And then you can become a member and, and train, and they have practice facilities but whether it's just some casual thing that, hey, I'm kind of curious. I'd like to shoot a bow. How, how the heck do you do that? Or it's just something that you want to get your kids involved in. Or if you want to approach it as a really serious athlete, they've got facilities for you to do that at all levels. So that's a good example near me in North Texas. But I think there's things like that scattered throughout the country. Uh, maybe not archery specific, but there's a lot of training programs that can help get you into those communities and get you motivated to push forward into things like archery or bow hunting in addition to the camping hunting side of things. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I, I don't know that we have anything like that close to us, but, um, you know, I know there's a, there's a few archery shops and they, they definitely encourage the, the youth shooting and, you know, Thor, he's four right now. And he's even last year, uh, he saved up some money and we went and bought a bow, but even, you know, we, we just got a little cheap one at the, at the store. And even then it's, it's doesn't fit him right. It's hard for him to shoot. And he wants to shoot with mom and dad when we're in the backyard shooting. And, um, and so I've talked to a few guys at the archery shop and they're like, Hey, yeah, you know, this is the bow you need. And, and that'll actually fit him and he'll be able to actually shoot it on his own, you know, with his draw length and with his poundage and all that. And it's, it's amazing just that, you know, a, a kid four years old, can get involved and you think about you know well man i'm not going to take them out shoot a 20 gauge and a turkey but you can you can get them involved in something simple as that and, and there's people out there who are wanting to and, and willing to i think that may be the big thing that they're willing to help and for me that's that means a lot yes definitely and i think man what you've done such a great example of there is just inspiring passion don't let the gear hold you back there are products for every level of shooter. There are products for every type of camping. The gear will be there and you'll figure out what you need as you go, especially if you lean on experts around you. And something that our industry is 
generally not good at is the community. There will be a few people who, who tend to have small networks, but just outreach and sharing stuff with new people. I don't know how many archery forums and stuff I'm on where people are debating over, you know, what percentage FOC you need in your arrow or what type of veins you're using or all those super detail, super granular details. But how much are you focusing on reaching out and inspiring new people? I think that's really important because if you can ignite that passion, even if it's a super lightweight youth bow that just gets someone started, you're started down the path and then it becomes just like any other fitness exercise. Just like I mentioned the hike, you know, you do a six mile hike one day, then you want to do 10 the next archery, anything else is going to be the same way. So tap into that knowledge base and seek out those people and really let them know that, that you're hungry to learn. Because I think there's so many great guys in this industry who have a wealth of knowledge and want to share it, but they're not very outgoing in that passion. So it's hard to locate them, but there's so many great resources to tap into. Yeah. And, and also I think a lot of people, and I know that's one reason that I, I started this podcast and started sharing more information is because when you know something, it's almost like you feel like everybody else knows it. And for me, you know, people are like, Hey, what do you, you know, what do you think about collagen or, Hey, what, what kind of stretch should I do? Cause my back hurts. And for, you know, doing this for so long and working with so many people, I was like, well, I thought that was common knowledge that you do this or do that. And, and I think that's one thing is, is, is don't be afraid to ask, um, the same way with, whether it be archery equipment or whatever, uh, fitness, don't be afraid to ask. But also I think those of us that know, and we need to be a little more, um, I don't know if vulnerable is the right word, but a little more open about sharing what we do know. As I mean, if I, I have a question about a site, you know, plenty, I'm like, plenty, man, what if, like, I'm, I'm trying to get this site on my bow and something's wrong with it or what, and, and plenty is like, oh, do this, because he knows. And, you know, same way with the fitness side. So I think it, it, it's critical that we reach out, but also it's important that if we know something, we're very willing and able to share it. And don't be worried that somebody knows more than you or that somebody's going to say that's wrong because um, we need to, like I said, with everything, we need to meet people where they are and just help them out no matter where they are. And I think you're right on. And I think with that, there, there are things that we're all, whether we realize it or not, there are things that we're all experts at. And there are things that we know very little about. And I think once we overcome that boundary of maybe it's a little bit of hubris and pride that we're afraid to ask for help, or it's just a little bit of not reaching out and not sharing the information that we have, once we can kind of have an open and free exchange, man, everybody benefits. So if you have a question about an archery site or anything like that, absolutely pick my brain and and let's get you dialed in and, and going. But in the same way, man, I need to be inspired to ask you about improving fitness and pushing further because I realize how much I get stuck in a rut. And, you know, when I'm going up to the mountains and want to be in a little bit better shape for that, I rely on the things I know, which is good. Hiking, camping, carrying a little bit more weight in my pack. Cool. That's good. That's all familiar, but it doesn't really push me forward. So I need to be more accepting and, and more outgoing into saying, Hey Brooks, this is what I want to do. What's the best way to get me there? And if I can tap into some of your knowledge on that sort of stuff, man, I can, I can learn so much. So I think that that shared tribal knowledge is so valuable. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me personally, 
I, I've, you know, like I said, it's, I was like, oh, everybody knows this. Or I don't want to look like I know it all. And I think we, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you had to kind of get over yourself a little bit of, um, you know, is, is this, uh, am I being a know-it-all? But plenty, you've got a lot of things to do working from home. I know it's it's a little struggle right now with all the craziness. But one more question. If you could, I know you've given, you give us a ton of advice, ton of tips. But if you would pass on one tip about what it means to be a healthy hunter, uh, what would you what would you share with everyone? I would say do everything that you can. I know so many people will almost berate me about, man, you have got too many hobbies. But I think it's so valuable to just explore things through curiosity, whether that's hiking, camping, hunting. The more you can just peek into, I want to know more about this, the easier it is to be inspired and to go out and do it. So, you know, right now it's spring, turkey season is here. I think turkey hunting is a great example for me. I did not grow up turkey hunting, but a couple of years ago, I just said, you know what? I want to kill a dang turkey. So let me learn everything about it. And that was probably four or five years ago, and I will not miss turkey season ever since. So be open-minded and be curious and motivate yourself based on that curiosity. And man, you'll be amazed at where that can take you. I love it. Just be a renaissance man. Do 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 it all. It's better to be uh, a little, having a little bit of knowledge of everything than uh I guess think just be dialed into one one thing, but that's great advice, plenty. I really really appreciate it. And uh, tell everybody where where can they find more information about you, True Glow Apex, and just all the great info and all the great stuff that you have going on. Yeah, so kind of on on the side of things, I've got my own uh, kind of YouTube channel and a and a very small blog called Adventure One. Um, so check that out. That's some of the camping stuff. But more on the archery hunting side of that, check out trueglow.com. That's everything that you could put on a gun or bow to make you see better and shoot it better. And also Apex Gear, great gear for kind of that intermediate and up bow hunter that will just get you dialed in out in the field. So that's apex-gear.com. Awesome, Plenty. I really appreciate it. You guys, really, I mean, Plenty's a great guy. He's a great wealth of information. So give him a follow. Check out all the all the great stuff he's doing. And as always, stay out there, get outside, stay humble, be hungry, and get healthy.